we like to make sure everybody knows that's a sunday where you can take all your stuff to the music section we we are gonna you bring it in here and that's a stage full of judgment Um, I feel like almost we should pray again, but we won't. Um, this morning, if you guys want to open up your Bibles to Luke chapter 6, uh, this morning um, we're actually going to talk about what it means to build your life around Christ, like what it means to, to build a life that is godly, what it means to build a life centered and focused on God. And um, it wasn't by accident that we sang the song, I Will Build My Life this morning. If you didn't know, that was the name of the song. We sang it, but it also wasn't planned by Sapphire. It really was, I think, from God. It was the Holy Spirit speaking to us this morning. And recently, we have been talking about, since the beginning of the year, maybe even just a little bit before the beginning of the year, we've been talking about this is a time, this is a season that we feel that God is calling us to step out, to step out into the thing that uh, he has for us. We, who are calling us to the, to the next thing in our life. That there's things that God's been speaking to you, there's things that God's been speaking to me, to us as a, as a family about doing. And, and now is the time. We, in every meeting we've been talking about, in every um, gathering we've been talking about, what is next? And, and as I was preparing uh, to preach this morning and, and then even into the next week, I really felt like we need to take just a minute and pause as we begin to step out and make sure that we've got a couple of things settled in our hearts and minds. And really... Four times to remember, we are, by nature, very forgetful people. And when we forget, we become unintentional. Like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I'm pretty sure you made up the words for that. Now, now I just got to say it. That's not a word. Is that a word? Now, I can't even say that. Okay. All right, well, I just was double-checking. But that we need to take a pause and understand fully what it means to build our life around Christ, to build our life on that foundation. Because if we don't, there are things that then begin to happen that can be quite painful in our lives and quite painful in somebody else's. And we don't need to have it all together. We don't need to have everything perfect in our life to begin to step into those things. But we do have to have certain things settled in our hearts and minds. And I believe that this is one of the big things that God wants to speak to us about stepping out, is that we need to make sure that we are doing our level best. We are, are trying our hardest to build a life around Christ, to build a life that is centered on Him, that is founded in Him. And there are just a few keys to doing that. So we're going to open up, and we're in Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, everybody there on your Bibles, on your phones, your iPads. Luke chapter 6 and verse 46 reads this way. It's a real popular, familiar story. You can find it in a number of the Gospels. It reads this way. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? But I will show you what he is like who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice. He is like a man building a house who dug down deep and he laid a foundation on the rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck the house but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built his house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed. And its destruction was complete. Now, this is something that I, I desire quite passionately is that I build my life in a way that it 
what it seems to be Satan. He doesn't like to do things in Christ. Nobody likes to do things in Christ. Nobody really likes to enjoy doing things. You know, like building something and, and going through all the work and all the, the pain and all the toil and all the effort, and then you have to come down and have nothing to do with it. He very quickly says, I hate that. And Jesus is speaking here, and he, and he is telling us in a very clear way that we don't have to do that. You know, that there is a way that you can build your life that won't be shaken, that won't be torn apart, that won't come crumbling down. And I don't know about you, but that is something that I desire each and every day. And as I was reading these scriptures, and we're going to look at a number of different ones that talk about building our life. As I was reading these scriptures, I, I really began to understand it really comes down to two simple ideas. We're going to unpack them, but really two very simple ideas. And I'm going to go ahead and give you those ideas. That way, in case you get tired later on, you can remember, hopefully you remember this. The first is you build your life on that foundation by being obedient to Christ. He says it right there. This is what it looks like to be somebody that's obedient to the Lord. We're not talking about just being perfect and sinless. We're talking about being faithful to do the things God is calling you to. Not just the things he's calling you away from or the things he doesn't want you to do, but also being obedient to those things in your life that he is calling you to. You'll see it over and over again that that is what he is asking for from us all the time. No matter what part of scripture you read, no matter what story you, you, you comb through, no matter where you are in the Bible, you will eventually come across within that setting the idea that God wants us to be obedient. And that as we're obedient, things in our life begin to, so, to solidify, things in our life begin to grow, things in our life begin to become clear because they are founded on truths that he's teaching us. And the other thing that, that I began to come across is we have to understand we have to be obedient, but we can't do this except for by God's grace. We have to be obedient, but we have to understand we cannot do this except for by the grace of God. One of the other passages that, that I, I came across and that I, was, that I was pouring over is in 1 Corinthians 3.10. It's Paul. He's talking about building your life. And he talks about Jesus being the, the cornerstone, the foundation, the, the only one that you can build on. But he starts it this way. By the grace of God that he has given me, I lay the foundation and he is the great builder. That we can be obedient, but we have got to understand that it is by the grace and the love of God that we are even able to build a life of obedience. It, Christian or not Christian, believer or not believer, it's by the grace of God that we're here, that we're alive, that we're walking, that we're talking, that we're, we're, we're in this world. And so every single day we have to remember that it is by grace that we build and it is through obedience that that becomes possible. And so as you begin to, uh, as we begin to walk through this, just remember, above all, what God is asking from us is obedience to his commands, obedience to his call, but remember that there is grace, that it's through his grace that all of these things happen. One of the first things we see in the story is, is the idea that that obedience digs a deep foundation. It says that it looks like a person has dug down deep, that he has gotten deep into the ground until he finds that rock, until he finds that bed that can't be moved, and that's where he begins to build. And the idea is that, that there is effort involved. There's not effort in salvation, but there is effort involved in building your foundation. It's because your foundation must be Jesus Christ, and your foundation really is your relationship to him. 
the foundation that, that we stand on every single day as we walk is, is that relationship we have with him. We have to begin to build that first. We have to remember that we have to pay attention to building that foundation. When we begin to talk about houses and, and building something, you know, like a house, we don't really think about the foundation of it. I don't. I begin to think about, oh, what kind of, you know, windows do I have and what do I look like on the outside and what kind of pictures do I want, all these kinds of things. And we get distracted by all the pretty things but forget that none of those pretty things exist without the foundation. We all do it. I mean, you can't, when people come over to your house and you bring something new, you go in and take what, them right there. When's the last time? When's the last time? You stand up and tell me. When's the last time somebody came over to your house and said, hey, do you have any work clothes? I want to go show you my foundation. Nobody, nobody does that. But yet, it is the absolute most important part. It's the part that really takes the most amount of effort to build that relationship with Christ. Because that's where we begin to understand the truth of who Jesus is, the truth of who God is. As we begin to build our relationship, we read our Bible and we spend time praying, we begin to understand that he is our redeemer. We begin to understand that he is the one who forgives our sins. We begin to understand that there is nothing that separates us from the love of God. We begin to understand he is the one who leads us to find by streams and quiet waters. He is the one who restores our soul. He is the one who loves us. He is the one who speaks our truth. He is the one who provides our grace and who provides our peace. He is the one who fulfills all the joy in our life and all the peace in our life. Those are the things we begin to understand that begin to build the foundation that allow us to continue to go through. But we must make the effort to build that relationship. We can't just expect it to happen. Foundations don't just poof. You know, foundations just don't poof, and when they were there, everybody would just collapse. They take effort. Relationships take effort to build. But we have a God who says, who says in Hebrews that you may come boldly into my presence. Come boldly before me. Count the cost of me. And so we need to set those things aside to just meet with the Lord to, to begin to cultivate that relationship with him. But it's way more than just that. Pastor Billy was telling us last week, maybe maybe the week before, I can't quite remember, we get good memory lapses, that as we were going through the, the series on prayer, that prayer isn't just about making a prayer request. It's not just about making a request to the Lord, but it's actually much more than that. There's times by ourselves with the Lord as people are doing things. That is where we begin to understand. Just It's like any relationship that you have that it comes from well, it just comes from the same way that God looks at us. You know, if I plan a date with my wife, she loves me. She won't love me, but we've set aside time. We've gone on dating with her. We've taken time with the kids. We can go out and we can just be the two of us. We can have fun and we can fellowship and we can just talk for an hour and be present and see each other and talk about the things that we care about. But what I've learned over the years is that there's something better about that not only feel good at it, but but when we're out somewhere, maybe it's a trip, maybe it's a vacation, maybe it's just in a crowd where there's other people, that if I remember to be present and that I pay attention to people and that, that the needs that people have or that you know, maybe she needs a, another drink or she needs something to eat or her plate's empty or whatever it might be, she loves it that in a crowd I would be there present. I love that. And I'm working on it, I promise. I'm working on it. Sometimes I get tired. But God wants the same thing. God wants the same thing. Pastor Billy's talked about it. He, he calls us to pay attention, to, to always come before him. He mentions it over and over throughout the word that he wants us. He 
who we live with, we confess the Lord with God. The word that always comes to my mind is that he desires for us to be at peace. He desires for us to be at peace. Well, it's meaning the same thing, that we're one. It's saying that he loves. Well, it's the same meaning to remember that he never abandons us. And that he desires in the middle of the meetings to help us be comforted. That when we're grocery shopping and we're standing in line and we're, he is there. He wants us to understand that relationship. John 15, he exists there, abiding in us. But he says also he is with us. He is there. I'm the vine. You're the branches. If, if you abide in me and, and I in you, you will do great things. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You can't do anything apart from God. But with him, you can accomplish great things. At the end of it, it says he desires for you to accomplish great things in this life. See, the Lord desires for us to accomplish great things. He desires us to live full and complete lives. But he wants to be at the center of it. And he wants to be in charge of it. He wants to build our lives. We sing this, I will build my life. But as we pour through scripture, we realize it's not just I that builds my life. It's really God that is in charge of building our life. We're really kind of in charge of, of creating these spaces to meet with him and build our foundation. But he is the one that guides us well. In that first Corinthians passage, Steve Kearns, he didn't sit there and kind of like sheepishly remind us, hey, don't do this. Don't do that. Paul goes on to put it like this. He says, by grace that God has given me, I lay a foundation as an expert builder and someone else is building on it. But each one must be careful how he builds. For no one can lay a foundation that is already used. If any man builds on this foundation using gold or silver or costly stones, wood or hay, his work will be shown for what it is because his natural light will be brought to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each man's work. If what he has built survives, he will receive a reward. If it is burned up, he will suffer its loss. He himself will be saved, but so only as one escape as through the fire. And then in Psalm 127, it says, Unless the Lord builds the house, his servant goes in vain. We begin to see that if we begin to build our lives on our own, there really is no point. If, if we begin to structure our lives, we begin to, to do things in our lives, good or bad, without the Lord's direction, it says it won't last. It says that we do those in vain. It says that they burn up. Whether you build them out of gold, whether you build them out of silver, whether you build them out of costly goods, it doesn't matter. If we don't let the Lord direct and we don't let the Lord build, it will fall apart. If we don't build it down on the foundation, the house will be shaken and it will fall apart. If we don't focus on him, everything will fall apart. And the promise of a, a firm foundation is not that the storm won't come. The promise is that the foundation will stand the test of time. And really the promise is that there will be But unless we let God build it, it won't happen. And I realize in my own life that it isn't easy to do this. When I'm talking about this, you know, this isn't just for, for non-Christians who don't know what they're doing or, or something like that. This is to everyone. But if you don't usually do it well and be intentional about letting God build your life, things will begin to crumble. And it's not because it's a long process. It's just God doesn't have to. 
Because what happens is we begin to build our lives around a picture that we have maybe from the way we've grown up or the way we think things should be or the way culture tells us it should be. We begin to want to develop our lives around that. But then it looks like this, that this wall, my job, it should go here because this is what I think is best because it makes the most money or it gives me the best results. But what we're really called to do is let God say this, this wall of your life is for me. It goes down here because I want it down here. But often we make these decisions based off of our own priorities, don't we? You know, where should I live? We often base that over our own wants, our own priorities, how I should spend my money, where I should give my money, how I should raise my kids, how I should communicate with others, what relationships should I be in as human beings. We begin to dictate those ourselves. Even even when we begin first and we start to kind of let God build that in our life, sometimes what we do, I think most of us do this, we begin to realize, okay, great, I have a good picture of what God wants to do. And he's, he's telling me to live this route and to live in this area. I, Lord, thank you for giving me a picture, and I'm about to walk out into it. And I think that's the way so many of us walk out into our lives. We start to say, okay, God, this is it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take over. I'm going to take over, and, and I'm going to start following a guy named Paul. But if we don't let the Lord build our lives, we lay things down and let the Lord play. And more than that, if we begin to dictate our lives based on our own priorities, our own wants, our own minds, our picture of where our life should be, you will never get there. You will never get up and leave God. When we do it ourselves, we struggle. We will never be able to step into the fullness that God has for us. And I promise you, I, I, I promise this in my own life, I can tell you, you know, from talking to a lot of these older guys, if we are willing to sacrifice who we are and pull aside our own wants and our own desires and let God build our lives, it'll come out better than you ever thought or had or pictured or imagined. There's things in my life that I had all figured out in my mind about and, and I knew exactly what it should look like and I and they're good pictures, they're great pictures of God. But that's not the way my life turned out until I put my hands on my own life. And I look at my family, every single day I look at my family and think, wow, my family wouldn't look like this if I had not let them work. And then I begin to think about the, the life I'm living down and begin to realize, wow, I've begun to put all this down. How even how often do I say that? How often do we go through our day not abiding in him and just making it about us? One of the reasons I wanted to, to talk about this as, as we begin this stuff out, because I also think if we don't make it about us, it'll be personal. But if we don't make it about us, we do not let God build our lives. We do not let be focused on his foundation. It will begin to affect the way we live affect the way we live out. And, and this is what I mean. You know, often we, we do, we get distracted by things that look nice and pretty that we don't realize are actually nice, that we want to focus on, that we want to get rid of. You know, the tall, pretty walls that we have upstairs, the pictures of beautifully redone bathrooms and furniture and whatnot. And we, we begin to 
you know what our last thought was for the when I've been telling you guys for a time, okay, you, you, you thought that I was loving, is we lost the idea that what I really need is this firm foundation. And so I've heard this thing about how others view me, but then what happens when you view them, Evan, you view them with you begin to view them the same way. You begin to look at their outside and say, man, you got some really messed up people. Man, they cuss too much. I need to help them fix that. Boy, they drink too much. I, I need to help them fix that. And we begin to, to forget what our call is because our call is to love them and realize that they're, they're broken and they're hurt. And what do they say? They want nothing. And our call in this is to introduce them to Jesus and help them build their foundation. To come alongside and, and teach people, how do you seek the Lord? How do you pray? How do you read your Bible? How, how do you worship Him? How do I draw close to the Lord? There's people in desperate need of us to come beside them and help them build their foundation. But sometimes, if we're not careful, what we look at is the problems in their life and we want to fix them. That's not our responsibility. That's not our responsibility. That's the, the, the work of the Holy Spirit in their life. As they build their foundation, God begins to fix their walls and fix their brokenness and fix and heal. They're the redeemer. You're not the redeemer. I'm not the redeemer. We're not healers. We're, it is God that does that. But we pile so much to come there alongside people and say, let me introduce you to Jesus and help everybody else get with him while I'm doing this work in their life. That, that can provide you with a foundation that won't be shaken, that can build a life that won't be shaken, that can build a life that will withstand the storms that come. Let me introduce you to somebody that can heal you, somebody that can fix your brokenness, somebody that can fix your addictions, somebody that can heal you. But all too often we see the problems and we want to fix the problems versus help them find the one who saved them. That's our call. In, in, in First Peter, he talks about that we are called living stones to build together. That we are called to, to be built together so that as I build my foundation and as you build your foundation, they begin to join and they begin to build their strength. How can I help build their foundation? Not by throwing stones at them. We need to help. We need to help build bridges. So as we view ourselves this way and we view our life this way, that we want it to be pretty on the outside versus how we want to view others. The other thing that we need to remember, and, and we've heard it a couple times in, in the series of, of different things we've talked about, is I believe most of the time when the Holy Spirit begins to talk to you and begins to call you to something, it really is not about you. You know, he, he calls you out of your comfort zone. But remember this, the Holy Spirit calls you out of your comfort zone, but it will never call you past your comfort say it again. The Holy Spirit will call you out of your comfort zone, but won't ever call you past your foundation. And what I mean by that is God's not going to call you to something. The Holy Spirit's not going to call you to something that you can't withstand. If you don't have the foundation or the depth of relationship, He's He's going to call you to build that foundation. Sometimes we do that by stepping out as we as we begin to step in faith because we've trusted in God. We've learned what it means to trust in him. We know what it means to trust in him. We know that he is always faithful, and so we can step out into those things. And so when God calls you, he's going to call you out of your comfort zone. He's going to call you into different things, but he's not going to call you out of a place where you're not grounded in him, where your foundation can't meet that need. But Jesus Christ is that foundation can meet that need. You know what that means? 
But sometimes there are things that in our life that he's called us to that he's actually been gracious to us to take down those deeper and get stronger in other areas. To dig down a little deeper in this area. Maybe maybe in, in your life there's some things and he's telling he's telling you to and what he's telling you to do is dig down deeper with your finances to trust him so that you can then step out and do the things with the money God has given you. You know, maybe maybe he's telling you to begin to, to, to reach out into a new place or, or to move to a new place. He wants you to dig down just a little deeper in that trust so that you know that when I step out, you're going to be here with me no matter what. Building our life around him, in my opinion, is the most important thing we can ever do. Because if we do it sincerely, if we do it honestly, all those other things begin to happen. Because if we're honest with God and, and he begins to show us something and we're obedient to him, then he will take you into those places and he will show you those things and he will then, as you're obedient, he will meet you in those places. We are called to build our lives with him. We are called to put away your own ideas and your own thoughts to be obedient to what he builds in us. But don't ever forget where he put you. And you won't forget if you're obedient, you won't forget about obedient to Christ, he will show you his grace and his mercy and his love for you. And so that's the challenge that I have for us. As we begin to step out, remember, come back to him. We need to make sure we're always building that foundation and letting God dictate what our lives look like. Don't get in the business of building it yourself because it will fall and it will crumble and it will be left in the form of ruin. Let's pray. Jesus, we just thank you. Thank you for your love for us. We thank you that you came to die so that we may have life fully, that we may have full life in you, that we may walk with you all the days of our lives. Lord, I pray that you would help us to remember, to be intentional about building our relationship with you, about trusting you, about leaning on you no matter where we are, that we would let you build our lives, that we would let you control and that we would let you dictate, Lord, that when we step out, we begin to see the needs of other people and the hurt they have in their lives and realize what the answer is. That it's not through parents, it's not through numbers, but Lord, it's the firm foundation of your salvation and your love for us. Lord, that's what we would walk with. That we would trust you in everything we do with our lives. Build our lives.